Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode four of the Hornbill podcast featuring Hornbill, starring Hornbill, and their guest. Um, and today I have the absolute honor of speaking to Jared from the uh, fellow Salt Lake City band Choice Coin. What's up, dude? Yo. What's up? Uh, not a lot. It, this is the first time I've, uh, I think I've actually met somebody in the Salt Lake mu- uh, music city, or music scene. Um, yeah, yeah. So, hello, first of all. It's awesome to meet you. Um, it's yeah. good to put a face to your music. And, oh, thank you. Um, I, I, it's just cool. I like it. I've only been in Salt Lake a few years, so um, okay. COVID took up half of that. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, I feel you. I haven't really gotten the chance to, to meet music people, so, hey! Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad that you're here. Dude, I'm pumped. Um, so, uh, you play in the band Choice Coin. Um, yeah, yeah. Talk to me a little about that. Uh, so, Choice Coin started as my solo stuff, but uh, it evolved over the course of a couple years. Uh, I was playing bass in another emo band. Uh, before that, I was doing my Choice Coin stuff, just solo on the side. And then when that band stopped playing together, it was like, okay, time to really focus in. It's going to be my, my songwriting now. And then I uh, had a couple friends fill out the band. That was great until, you know, about March 2020. <laughs> and, uh, you know, everything changed for everybody or last year. So uh, my drummer ended up moving to Texas. To do I saw piercing. that. Uh, my bassist just took took a step back from music in general, which you know you, know, you got to respect. Yeah, uh, it's like when things are so crazy. Uh, but as things are getting a little less crazy, I hope if we all get vaccinated, you know, then uh, got a new band, new lineup, ready to go. Uh, coming out first show in September. So, uh, but yeah, the songwriting's been mine for. Like, couple years, three years I've been doing Choice Coin. Okay, sick. Um, you just mentioned your first show is in September. Is there not one on August 13th that I saw? So that's that's a solo show, and it's okay. just like, uh, so, so uh, our whole brilliant band plan in 2020 in January was, cool, we've got a lot of shows lined up for 2020, let's take February <laughs> off and record an EP. And then we'll hit it back hard starting in, like, end of March. We had our first show, like, scheduled after recording. And then, uh, so I was playing a one-off solo show at the beginning of March in 2020. And uh, that was the last show I played. Cause okay. Everyone knows. And, uh, and so I'm just kind of wrapping it up with, like, just doing uh, another solo show in the same spot with my same friend, Peter Chuback. Uh as kind of my introductory show back, get my feet wet a little bit. Okay. Kind of get back in. Is he a local Salt Lake guy too? Yeah, yeah, he's been around forever. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I do plan on coming out. I would like to meet both of you. Um, I was yeah, hoping yeah, yeah. to meet the whole band. I'm not sure if they'll be there, but regardless, I'll get to meet some uh, people. Hopefully. And we'll see. We'll see who can make it. But uh, yeah, that'll be a fun one. Peter's great. He's been around forever. He's more of like a folk punk guy. Hell yeah. Um, so, uh, the band itself, um, when I listen to it, uh, I'm hoping you'll get these references. Um, 
it's a I feel like it's a really good combination of This Town Needs Guns and Pedro the Lion. Oh my god, David Bazin is a huge influence of mine. Uh, I can hear it. So, like, Pedro the Lion, I love. I, I've never done deep dives on This Town Needs Guns, but they've always been, you know, for the last eight years or so, they've been in the zeitgeist of what people around me are talking about. I hear it in the car, I hear it here and there. Uh, I've never done a deep dive on them, though. They're definitely more towards the, the math-y side, the, the math-rock yeah. side of things, and, uh, I mean, they're all phenomenal musicians who do right. sometimes too much. Um, but that's where it messes with, or meshes perfectly with uh, David Bazan and just that Pedro the Lion feel, and it kind of slows that whole thing down and kind of, I don't know, it, it puts more feeling into it. Um, cool, that's, cool. That, that's what I hear when I hear Choice Coin. So um, I love that combination, and I don't know, I, I think that's cool. So if anybody well, out there has you. not heard of Choice Coin and you like those two bands, go listen now, because you'll dig it. Yeah, I, that that's awesome. Love it. <laughs> I'm glad, dude. I mean, um, I don't really remember when we kind of found each other on Twitter. Um, yeah, sometime in the last six months or so, you know? <laughs> like, it could have been like a month ago. It could have been like in January. I don't know. I don't know. We started talking about uh, just being local and playing and stuff like that. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, are hopefully so the the DIY Super Bowl, which happened out in Philly, what a month ago? Um, <laughs> yeah, we were, we were trying to rival that um, with a handful of Mountain West bands and do the DIY Stanley Cup. Um, Everything's just so fucking far apart out here. It really is. It's tough because I used the to hard thing. Yeah, living out east, and you're like. So I used to live in Baltimore, I used to live above Philly for a bit, and like, okay, it's two hours to Philly, and then it's another hour to freaking Newark, and then another hour to New York, Um, and like, the closest thing out here is Vegas, and it's six hours away. Yeah, so so you could go to Denver, which is like six hours away. Eight hours, yeah. Eight hours away, like, uh, you've got Vegas, you could drive, you know, like 12 hours to Phoenix, like... The I will say the first time or two, maybe even three, that you do the drive from Salt Lake to Denver, like it's captivating, especially as oh, someone yeah. who's. Oh my god! If you're taking I seventy, yeah. Holy so seventy is incredible in itself because you wind through all the canyons right. and everything, and you go up through Eisenhower Pass, and that's just super fucking cool, especially when the biggest mountains you know are like hills compared to what's out here. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then if you go up 80, the uh, the the nothingness that is Wyoming right. is so... Yeah. Oh, it's not... It's overwhelming. It's how is there this much of nothing? And I don't know. Yeah. It's fucking cool. But it does get old very quickly. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> I, like, if the weather's not bad, I'll, I take 70 every time, even with the hills and the the gas mileage suck on some of those but yeah ultimately trying to do the DIY Stanley Cup and having bands from Idaho come down here having bands from uh, Colorado come out here and uh, from Vegas come up and um, I don't know I don't know where we're at with it but 
<laughs> it's a very cool Honestly, idea, and I'd like to do it. Yeah, I would. I would love to. Anything I can do to help make that happen, I'd love to. But man, yeah, with everything so far apart out here, it's so hard to it's do tough. something without like some actual backing. Yeah, no, I feel it. Um, I was talking to. Uh, I posted on a bunch of like Facebook groups and stuff up in Rexburg and Boise, trying to get. Um, maybe venues up there and potentially do some like small little tours um, yeah. for whether it be uh, Hornbill or Derek Christensen or even have yeah. you guys on there with us like I think that would be fucking so fun oh yeah um, so I, I, are you good friends with the Illicit Nature guys uh, I've never met them I talked on you know just the twitter verse really like okay. uh, uh, same that's about the extent of it they seem like rad guys yeah it definitely um yeah those guys uh, i definitely want to go see them soon um yeah they're yeah between just locally uh, there's not a whole bunch i feel um uh, but I, I also don't know so i'm trying to <laughs> just trying to get out there and see as much new music friends as I can, but yeah, I feel that. Uh, so I'm I'm the same way. Like I know a few bands that are still going, but like I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I I knew of a band or two before COVID, and those bands aren't a thing seemingly right now. Right. So, yeah. I don't know. Oh, well. But, um, yeah, so Choice Coin, the EP that you referred to earlier, that is Too Tired to Eat, Too Hungry to Sleep, correct? Yeah. So, this is four songs, right? And it's... Right. Oh, it's, it's a cool little up and down... Uh, it's, just, it's a tiny little EP, but it's fucking sick. Um, talk to oh, me about thank it. You. I I mean it was super stripped down recording. Uh, uh, Nate, our old sounds drummer, good. Uh, we recorded it in his basement. Uh, like believe it or not, the guitars are all done on a Line Six amp, like a Line Six amp that I got for my birthday when I was like fourteen. That Hell I yeah. like I'm thir- I'm thirty one now. I recorded that when I was twenty nine. Like. <laughs> uh, it's it's been around forever and it died actually like immediately after recording that that was like no the last shit. thing it did uh, and it just gave up which you know I had it for like 16 years so like props Get to it, it. Uh, it you know it had a bunch of wacky sounds that I never used after I turned like 17 yeah. and, uh, and then you know like I replaced the speakers on it a couple of times ended up with something I really sound I liked and it's like cool I can dial in like two tones that are just <laughs> killer with this thing uh, and so I used that, and then, uh, yeah, it was, like, completely DIY in Nate's basement. Uh, I mixed and mastered it myself. It's uh, just the nature of, I grew up in a small town in southern Utah, so, like, there was nobody else doing it for the kind of stuff I was doing as a kid, so. What town, my parents, out of curiosity? Uh, I grew up in Hurricane. Okay. It's like outside of St. George. Yeah, so right uh, off fifteen. It's like pretty decent size now, but like okay. growing up, it's it's ballooned by like three hundred percent since I was like eighteen. So uh, how how close is that to um, Cedar City? Uh, 40, 
40 minutes. Because Cedar City's the place that has the lighthouse, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So... I lived in Cedar City for a minute, too. Okay, so you have to uh, enlighten me a little bit on this. So, am I... Is the rumor right that there's some crazy whack job guy who, with a lot of money, thought that the rapture was coming, and he built this lighthouse so when everything flooded, he there would be a way to, like, steer ships around? I mean... That doesn't... Se- I, I haven't personally heard that, <laughs> but I would not be surprised. And there are... There's, like, a couple of pretty prominent doomsayers from the Cedar City, Parowan area. Okay. Uh, that are, like... Uh, there was this guy called the Parowan Prophet who, like... Uh, it was, like, this big doomsayer, like... So, like, there's a few out there. It wouldn't surprise me, but I haven't personally heard that. Coming from down there, maybe... But, but so like, as far as I knew, it was just, like, there because that little shopping area where that lighthouse is is, like, the Providence shopping area. And okay. It's, like, a Providence, like, uh, Providence main lighthouse sort of thing. Gotcha. Or, yeah, Rhode Island sort of thing. Um, yeah, I remember the first time we went down to Vegas and I passed that. And I was like, is that a fucking lighthouse? And, yeah. like, we ended up stopping there, and she, it's it's a real life-size lighthouse, and it has yeah. light in it, and uh-huh. um, I don't remember where the hell I heard that, but uh, that was the story I heard, was some fucking I crazy guy. I honestly. Like, <laughs> nothing surprises me down there. Uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Hurricane, oh, yeah. Hurricane. Uh, yeah, so, uh, Hurricane, uh, as the locals Hurricane. call it, uh... It's, uh, you know, it was a small desert town growing up, so, like, there was, like, a professional, one professional recording studio that was also, like, a local access TV channel. Okay. Uh, that, like, this one hippie ran the recording studio side of, and he was nice, but, like, you know, you still had to be have money, and as a punk-ass teenager, like, I didn't have any money for that. So, uh, my parents being like uh computer nerds and stuff when i started expressing interest in like recording stuff they're like hey let's get you some microphones get you a sound card uh and just kind of like set me up with some really basic stuff when i was a teenager and said okay cool have fun do what you can and then it's just been one of those things that i never put down i never also like put too much weight into it it's always just kind of been like yeah i can make the master my own stuff i don't really seek out to do other people's, though. Okay. Gotcha. Um, so that EP was recorded by yourself with yeah. all that knowledge, essentially. Um, right. Hey, it sounds good for what it is, especially being cool. in a basement. That's, that's sick. Yeah, that's just an empty basement. <laughs> um, so, and then the the newest single, uh, you're going to have to correct me on pronunciation here, but Timison. That's exactly right. Okay. Timison Part 2, Resolution. Um, It's seemingly a more dialed-in version of that sound from the EP. Um, It's an awesome song. Um, When did that come out? Uh, That came out, uh, was it April, I want to say? Okay. Uh, That was, so, uh, before... My drummer, old drummer left in October of last year. We were able to squeeze in, like, one drum record. Uh, So we got 
guitar scratches for a couple of songs, like three or four songs, and then just threw it to uh, Nate with our friend Kale, who's running the Beehive venue right now. Okay. Uh, they did, Kale did the tracking for us, um, and uh, Kale then sent me the mixes, or the, I mean, just the stems of the drums. Give me one second. Yeah. I lost you for a sec. Are you there? Oh, yeah, I'm here. Okay, cool. I got yeah, you again. Louder. Cool. My, uh, I don't know what's going on with my thing, but it shits out every now and then, so. Sorry. Uh, um, you. Uh, you were saying no your buddy who runs uh, the Beehive. Yeah, so Kale, uh, they run the Beehive. They tracked the drums for Nate after helping me do a couple of guitar scratches. We got about two songs worth of like really dialed in perfect material so we only i think we had two takes on every song so it was just like okay what we got's what we got nate's gone we're not not going back in for these so i got timison and then i while i i I guess i should say that like i upgraded a bunch of gear after my old amp died so the new out the new singles have my Fender Hot Rod DeVille on it. Cool. Like 60 watt tube. Uh, And like a couple of pedals, nothing too crazy. Uh, And then, uh, yeah, it's it's just uh, more dialed in because I had a little bit better gear and a little bit better sound isolation. Okay. uh, Then I just took to it again. And uh, this time, you know, since I had we weren't trying to cram the whole record into a couple of weeks in February before getting back to the shows that never happened. <laughs> uh, we, I, I could just take my time. It's like, cool, I've got these drum tracks. I, you know, take my time. So I wrote the, wrote and recorded the bass parts. Uh, and then I recorded two guitar parts. So you're hearing the first EP is one guitar, one bass, one drum track. Uh, okay. And like vocal and harmony track, and that's it. Like, there's no doubling anywhere. Like, that sounds really good for being single tracked everywhere. Yeah, uh, and then then the new ones, you know, a little bit more intense with the mixing. Got Definitely some, sounds like better. Right, like using like some parallel compressor, and you know, like uh, doing some like vocal effects. Whereas like the first EP is very dry intentionally, just like. Just get it recorded and out there. It's basically demos. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, that's what we had time for. It's like, cool, let's just get it recorded and out there so we have something on Spotify. Because we have, we had, you know, like 12 sh- shows booked yeah. from March to you got to have something to send yeah. people to when they listen to you right. live. So I get it. And so then when everything was up in the air, I was like, well, I mean, I guess we should probably get to recording. And then Nate was like, oh, by the way, I'm leaving in a month. It's like, okay, let's get to it. <laughs> Uh, which was all good. Like it, Nate needed to go do his uh, apprenticeship on piercing, follow his dreams. It's like a month was plenty of time to get in what we needed. Solid. Uh, but yeah, then this new band. I mean, like the live versions of the two singles, the one that's out, and the one that's going to come out in a couple of weeks. Yeah. The live versions now with the new band sound again nothing like what the uh, singles sound like. Because like I wrote. It's basically like a another just like 
basically myself plus a drummer. Yeah. Uh, so it's only got my brain in there, and the new stuff is uh, like our lead guitar player now, Faye. She's just like crazy prog rock, like math wizard, who's doing like polyrhythms over all my already odd time signatures. So Love like, it. the new stuff is just like fucking wild. So this new single, um, this bedroom ain't big enough for the both of us. Uh, that's yeah. gonna come out. August, shit, I had it down somewhere. August something. Uh, 27th. 27th. Um, and that yeah. was part of that last uh, recording session you guys had with your old drummer? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, definitely look out for that. Um, and, yeah, isn't it freaking cool when you round out a band and the ideas that you have in your head suddenly balloon into these, like... Um, Yeah amazing things because of everybody else's mind like that shit is so cool to me um we're so we kind of did that with derek uh, derek christensen um so he wrote all that stuff himself and then when we started playing um ryan and i in his band we brought all these things to the table to i don't know to to round out the sound and just add more depth to it and make it a little I don't know, put our, put our own touches on it. Um, and then I, I just have done that in the past, and what you're describing, I just I echo that sentiment so much. Like, yeah, music is so much better when it's shared with good people who just bring that talent to it, and I don't know, it just yeah, makes it exactly. so fucking cool. Yeah. Um, so who's in the band now? It's, it's you, you mentioned Faye. Uh, Faye, and then Tut is the bass player. Uh, they're also in another local band, Savage Daughters, who okay. are wicked. Uh, and then uh, Cole is the drummer. Uh, and uh, I met him through Tut, before Tut joined the band. Uh, the Kind of like musicians know each other, and Tut knew I was looking for a drummer and sent Cole my way, and it worked out. And then after a couple of months, uh, Tut was in the band, in the practice. We share a practice space. Tut cool. was in here for like three practices, and was like, you know, why don't I just play? Is that cool? It's like, yeah, that's cool. Let's do it. Yeah. So they're uh, in a band called Savage Daughters, correct? Yeah. What kind of music is that? Oh, like psychedelic sludge. Like okay, like they're like real like doomy shoegazy but like definitely like psychedelic influences lots of like wild soundscapes Ryan showed me a band recently I think it's is it Death Haven Death Heaven is that similar to what they sound like kinda yeah like big reverb big distortion uh, but Savage Daughters they go like they're like big on uh dynamic changes they'll get they'll get so quiet just like down there and like like brooding intense quiet and just like explode with a wild fucking energy i love that that's cool uh we used to play with a band fuck who was it um comrades out east and they were a three-piece band and uh they were all, all instrumental and some of the most amazing soundscapes 
I've ever heard from uh, three people, um, let alone any band. Um, and the just, just so dynamic. The the highs were so high and the lows were so low. Like yeah, I it's something that not a lot of people can do. And I just I respect the hell out of that. That's cool. I'm gonna have to check them out. Yeah. Oh, definitely check them. Um, are they playing anything soon? Do you know? Uh, what is it? Uh, oh, shit, I, now I should know. It's August something. <laughs> They're playing at the DLC, which is in the Quarters Bar downtown. Okay. Uh, so it's an arcade bar that has a backroom venue. Uh, no shit. They, they just started the backroom venue up when shows started happening again in the last couple of months. Quarters has been around for a few years, uh, several years. But they just started doing shows. So I'm good friends with uh, the guys over at Lonely Hearts Tattoo on 400 there. Uh-huh. So I was around that area when they were building quarters up. And I was like, okay. oh, this is a cool idea and everything. And went and yeah. checked it out when they first opened. But I had no clue that they're doing uh, a little venue in there. That's sick. Yeah, the DLC is what they're calling the venue. The DLC. Okay. Hell Yeah. That's cool. Uh, so yeah, they're... But they're playing with Sindar, uh, which is another local uh, kind of progressive uh, black metal inspired, uh, kind of like Lord of the Rings metal. Okay. Uh, no, they're awesome. <laughs> when you uh, say Lord of the Rings me. metal, is it like Viking metal, like that that epic? No, like like Lord of the Rings. Like they have a song on their album called Rise of the Urukai, like. It's like okay. straight up like Lord of the Rings inspired like <laughs> like fantasy metal. It's really cool, like awesome. Like when you think of like uh like uh, uh what do I want to say? Like European like fantasy prog is kind of the vibe they've got. Okay. I can honestly uh, say I've never heard that phrase before, European fantasy prog, but like I know oh, exactly man, I, what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Uh and then uh, they're they're really great. They've got like one like novel of an album uh, that's out. It's like an hour and sixteen minutes or something. Holy shit! Uh, okay, just a just a book. And then uh, so it's uh, Sindar Savage Daughters and Pillars, uh, who are another local mathy uh, kind of mathy hardcore band. Cool. Yeah, I have to get in with this freaking mathy crowd because we're trying to round out Hornbill, and I don't know anybody who <laughs> I don't well, I don't know anybody who knows us or even wants to listen to us, let alone uh, play what uh, Hornbill is. So um, <laughs> I got to find these people and uh, yeah. pick their brains a bit. Um, okay, so outside of this new single coming out in August, what is Choice Coin up to? Um, a show September second. Um, yeah. Any other new music? Any new recordings with this new full lineup? Not yet. It's definitely bubbling right now. We're finishing up the live sets. Uh, cool. Just we're like nailing out the final little kinks of the live set. And got like three or four more songs that we're nailing down after that. They're a little further out. Uh, but I definitely want to get something recorded and released for next year, but I really don't think anything as far as full band's going to come out for the rest of this year. Okay. We'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, I know uh, Cole does 
uh, recording and mixing for other people from his practice space. Uh, so we'll kind of have two people that know production in the band at this point. Maybe we okay. can spearhead it a little faster. And, cool. But uh, I was going to say, if you, like, if you ever need it, I have this whole freaking thing behind me. So um, we're, I mean, I'm sure I'm right up the road from you, so... Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, right now I'm just at downtown music in our practice space. Sick. Cool. Um, all right. Well, uh, let's jump into advice and questions. I have yeah. a couple for us. Um, if you were a breakfast cereal, which one would you be? Oh shit! I have celiac disease, so I can't have meat. So like, <laughs> that's a shitty question. <laughs> but uh, no, I'd probably say Reese's Puffs because like Reese's Puffs is one of those that like wheat. No gluten-containing ingredients are in the list, but it still says may contain. But I eat it anyway because fuck, I gotta have my Reese's Puffs. Okay. Hell yeah. Um... I don't know if I actually ever had Reese's Puffs. That's probably something I should do. Oh, my Oh my God. So uh, I don't know if they're still around, but at some point last year they released a giant puff version of Reese's Puffs, and these things were, like, fucking <laughs> jawbreaker size. Like, <laughs> big to the point where it didn't need to be big? No, like, it was literally, like, one puff per spoon. <laughs> You're sitting there crunching it. It was it was fucking ridiculous. Capitalism, love it. I love um, how wild cereal gets. Uh, I guess if I was a cereal, I would be. I gotta go CTC, uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Um, Classic. Yeah, it's just so good. I don't. I, were you ever big on Apple Jacks? I liked Apple Jacks as a kid. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, so I have celiac disease, but I didn't find out until I was, like, 22. Okay. So, like, my whole childhood was full cereal all the time. <laughs> I like how Apple Jacks are the furthest thing from Apple. Like, <laughs> it's not yeah. even There's close. There's no Apple flavor. No. There's, like, um, some cinnamon flavor to it. Yeah, it's it's like, um, shit, uh, like when fall comes around and you got, like, that, that fall spice. The like Apple that's, spice. Yeah. It's like all apple spice flavored, but if you don't have apples, the apple spice is just spice. <laughs> it's literally just spice. Um, yeah, L Lucky Charms is good too, especially the ones that are like loaded with marshmallows. It, it's oh, yeah. not even good for like no no cereal is good. Any good cereal oh is God. cereal that's not good for you. I at one point bought in a jar like one of those like you know the like the cheese puffs jars, the big plastic. Oh yeah. Jars? So it was that size, but it was full of cereal marshmallows, of, like, little dehydrated, oh nondescript-shaped, generic cereal marshmallows. Yeah. I would just throw in every fucking cereal. <laughs> it's I, really course, not a bad you know, idea. Like, I was, like, 26, so I was like, I'm going to try a whole bowl of marshmallows. It's the dream. And uh, it sucks. It's fucking terrible. I, yeah, I can imagine. It, it gets shitty. you got to... It, what makes them so good is because they're so few and far between. So right, yeah. You, when uh, you have a whole jug of them, it, they really uh, <laughs> it's, the it's supply and demand tanks the economy of the cereal marshmallows. <laughs> uh, 
Um, <laughs> yes, thank you for that question. Um, cereal, cereal still bangs even when you're an adult. But um, oh, yeah. next question. Uh, this is an interesting one, um, and I'll just ask it. Are eggs meat? Are eggs meat? No, yeah. but they are protein? So... They're not e- vegan. Like, eggs are... Animal. Yeah, eggs are what stopped me from being vegan. I am vegetarian, um, mm-hmm. and... I'd never thought about that before, are eggs meat. Like, I get that it's, I mean, it's essentially a, a fetus, I guess, right, at some point. Well, it it's, had no, the... because, like, we're, because, like, nobody's eating fertilized eggs. That's true, too. You're right. Like, we're not, like, we're all eating unfertilized eggs. Fertilized eggs don't get eaten. Once there's an embryo, like, growing in there, like, that, it's not a good egg. Okay. All right. Ignorance is bliss, I guess. I'm just, <laughs> I've just been eating right, eggs. Like I would say, like <laughs> they're potentially, like, like they're the building block to me. Yeah, I can understand that. Um, yeah, I've just always eggs are just kind of like chicken butt juice. I don't know. <laughs> Delicious chicken butt juice. <laughs> A chicken poops out a little uh, a little egg and you eat it and uh, yeah I, I don't think it's meat but all right yeah good to know uh, yeah th- thank you for that one um, next one this is an interesting one and this is probably a good one for both of us to answer uh, I'm hosting my first dinner party and trying to impress my coworkers what should my menu be ah. Uh, I guess the first question is, have you addressed any allergens or dietary restrictions? Yep. Uh, that uh, would 100% be the first thing to ask. Uh, and if it's too late to ask, I would make sure that you have a variety of everything for everybody who could, so everybody can eat regardless of what their restrictions oh, yeah. are. I mean, like, definitely have some, like, even if, your main dish is a meat, make sure that your side dishes are vegan. Yeah. Because you can build a pretty decent plate without meat if you have some good side dishes. 100%. Yeah, personally, Uh, like, go for it. Just don't put dairy and meat in it when you don't have to. Yeah. That's a big thing. Yeah, I I personally, if I'm going to a dinner party, um, I'm really only concerned about dessert. So... (laughs) If you got coffee cake or uh, or ice like homemade ice cream, oh yeah, I'm about it. Um, but again, Brownies if you're making homemade ice cream, probably make sure that everybody's able to eat it, um, whether they're lactose intolerant or uh, vegan vegetarian. So um, yeah, and coffee cake. I don't know. Just cause, so for. For celiacs, um, is it strictly wheat or is it just gluten? So it's gluten, which is wheat, barley, and rye. Okay. Uh, so anything with a malt of those I can't have okay. uh, or where it's in the – so like malt vinegars I generally can't have because those are all barley malts. Gotcha. Uh, but uh, it's a lot easier than you think with gluten, like uh, – 
It's a lot easier than dairy, I'll tell you what. Uh, Dairy's in everything. Yeah, like, uh, I was dairy-free for, like, five years before I went gluten-free because, like, dairy made me feel terrible, and it turns out it's because gluten was destroying my intestines, and I was pouring dairy in my open wounds. But apparently, once they healed, I was fine. Okay. Uh, So, like, for celiac disease, just watch, like, like, maybe do, like, some simple side dishes. If you have a meat, don't mix it with the sauce. Like, make sure that you're marinating in gluten-free stuff because, like, any, like, pretty much any spice, if it's not, like, a pre-made spice blend, it's going to be gluten-free. Like, I live off of meat and rice and eggs, like, mostly. Uh, Same, honestly, without the meat. but I mean, like, I... I think for dinner parties, like, just, like, go simple. Like, simple, classic, easy dishes. Uh, Unless you're, like, a really, really, really great cook and really, really great with your time management, go simple. Yeah, but I I would say probably the easiest route is to uh, find out what everybody's thing is and uh, base it off that accordingly. Also, Uh, like, maybe make a signature cocktail. That's not a bad idea either. That can are... definitely distract from a mediocre dinner. <laughs> Very true. Uh, and then, uh, so thank you for that one. Last one I have. Um, <laughs> this just says, LOL, I need all the relationship advice. I can't figure that shit out at all. Um, so, <laughs> this oh, is... This is a can of worms, obviously, but um, I'll just say respect, communication, and fun. Um, that's like the pillars of yeah. a relationship. Oh, uh, yeah. If you don't respect each other, the other two aren't going to matter. If you don't communicate, right. the other two aren't going to matter. And if you don't have fun, what's the fucking point of a relationship? So, um, yeah. Yeah, you want to touch on that? (laughs) I mean, like, uh, check your ego, I think, is the biggest thing with relationships. That's a good one. Uh, A lot of the time, fights happen because somebody else, like, like, say I have a terrible day. If I bring it home because my day is the most important day, then it's going to affect everything I do at home as well. Like, just like... Check your, like, self-center and be like, how can, like, does it really matter or am I just, like, upset and I don't want to lose? Like, I definitely, I had to go, like, I had to learn that in my 20s. Like, it's okay to lose because you're not losing. You're just, like, just learn. So one of my biggest things is if you're not uncomfortable, you're not growing. Um, And sometimes you got to lose and sometimes... You, you just have to losing makes you uncomfortable and it makes you grow um, I, yeah to your point check that fucking ego because it's not all about you it's a it's a very um, I mean it's a relationship it's not a one-sided thing and if it is it's not a relationship so uh, yeah um, or like also I guess as far as like early relationship stuff goes because like if you can't figure anything out you're probably not already in one like uh, (laughs) (laughs) like so if it's like early stuff like I mean like don't be afraid to get out there 
like if you use the apps or what you make of them, like the dating apps, like you still I have to be partner. you, and you still have to yeah. to be yourself and do you. You can't. Yeah, the, the apps just help facilitate meeting. Um, yeah, exactly. If you're, if you're, if you're still a shitty person, <laughs> it's not going to work out well for you. I mean, like, you have the, it gives you the opportunity to meet people you would otherwise n- never meet. Yeah. Uh, which is cool. Like, so, like, I met my partner of three and a half, like, going on four years now on Tinder, which was, like, we met once on Tinder, and then it was just like, okay, well, I mean, I don't, I want to go on another date with you. So then we went on another date, and it's like, well, I don't want to go on a date with anyone else. And then a year later, we move in together. It's like, Hell and there's yeah. no way we would have ever, ever met without it. Like, we have no, like, no six degrees of connections, like, completely different worlds, uh, but it works. Like, And did so they grow up here, in like, Salt Lake as well? Uh, so they grew up in Salt Lake. I didn't. I, okay. I moved here in 2017. Oh, so you uh, only like, had, early, okay. Yeah, I'm, what, like, five years, five and a half years? Yeah. Uh... But I'm a Utah lifer. I spent, like, gotcha. a year in Arizona. Uh, but, like, yeah, down in Hurricane, Cedar City, Logan. I spent, like, four years living in Logan. Okay. Just, like, working in restaurants and shitting around. And sure. then uh, when I got tired of that, I moved to Salt Lake. So it's like, I, maybe I should do music again. <laughs> Hell, yeah. Better than Logan, so I moved down to Salt Lake. It is better than Logan. I have only been up there... <laughs> I think twice, and it is a very, it's a cool town, but it is very vanilla. Um, it's, it's just kind it's of beige. beautiful in the summer. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, there's not, there's not much going on. Uh, if you're not of the dominant culture, you're going to get looked at funny. Yep. Uh, but, like, Bear Lake is, like, 40 minutes away to the North Beach on the Idaho side where you can drink all day at, like, the most beautiful mountain lake. Bear Lake is sick. Yeah, like, that... I remember the the first time we drove up there and you drive up the canyon and then you come to the crest and then you just look over at the lake, like, in between the mountains and everything, and it's the most captivating thing, like... It's turquoise. It's amazing. Yes. It's got a similar mineral content to the Bahamas, which is why their water color is like turquoise. Really? Yeah. Interesting. How does that end up in the Utah mountains? Do we know? It's it's just minerals. They just in certain concentrations. Mm. Like uh, just works, I guess. Like, <laughs> dude, nature is so sick. I saw. Um, I read a thread on Twitter um, on how. Uh, the Appalachian Mountains uh, date back to it's like one it's the earliest mountain range on earth and like they the Appalachian Mountains are the British Isles because once yeah. when we were Pangaea like those were connected and um, th- they're so old that like fossils in there are just um, like trilobites and stuff like that yeah. like it's 
it's just fucking crazy that how old the Earth is and humans have only been around for a little bit and we think we run shit and it's just silly to me. But oh, I know. I don't know. I know. Um, but yeah, <laughs> relationship advice. Um, <laughs> don't be a dick. Be open-minded. I don't know. Let's yeah. Have fun. Have fun. Uh, it's, if you're not, if you're not like living together, don't be afraid to break up. If it's miserable, don't like, don't be miserable if you, if neither of you are willing to change it. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, if you have a life together, of course, don't just break up. Like, you gotta figure your shit out. Yeah. But like, if you're not living together, if you're just dating and you're not having fun, it's probably the sign. Yeah. Um. What is it? Rose-colored glasses don't see red flags. So right. Um, just yeah, just do the best you can. That's it's very vague, and every relationship on Earth is going to be different than everybody else's relationship. But um, yeah, be do nice. Best. Be nice. Be nice. Be open-minded. Don't be a dick. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's most of it. As far as I can tell, it's working for me so far. Yeah, agreed. Um, all right, cool. Well, thank you for that one. Uh, that's our questions and advice. Um, let's move on to segments. So, uh, Jared, this fucking rules. What has ruled for you this last week? What's killing it? Oh, my God. Have you heard the world's worst EP2? They're a local band. No. <laughs> World's Worst is the band. World's EP2 Worst. EP2 just came out a couple weeks ago, and I cannot fucking get enough. Okay. I'm going to write this down just so I know. Yeah. World's Worst, EP2. Okay. And they're Salt Lake? Yeah. No shit. Okay. Hell yeah. What kind of music are they? Uh, like, alt-rock, like, high-energy alt-rock, I guess, like, kind of in that emo vein, but not exactly emo, okay. I wouldn't say. It's, I mean, you know how nebulous emo emo is, like... It's subjective. Yeah, so, like, I mean, but they've got, like, like, high-octane guitars, fast riffs, and, like, kind of that, like, uh, like, kind of a garage rock vocal style. Okay. That sounds uh, up my alley. They remind okay. me of like, uh, like pop or dog leg. Okay. Uh, it's kind of like ripping fast and like good riffs. It's like energy rock. I get it. Yeah. Okay, sick. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check that out. Um, my this fucking rules this week is wind turbines and like wind farms. Um. So we played a show, just referencing the uh, driving through 80 in Wyoming, and uh, we played a show up in Green River, and you pass that one wind farm, and, like, wind turbines are, I mean, it's a man-made thing, but they're so majestic to me. There's something, I don't know if it's just, like, the monolith factor, or they're just, they're stoic, and they're, um... I don't know. They're just they're, it, their presence is just like an undeniable thing, and it's just weird to me. But it's they're they're I don't know. They're beautiful. I love it. Oh, I feel you. They're so fun to watch. Yeah, just I, I mean, 
driving through that specific area, there's, uh, like, 20, 30 of them, and they're just hanging out and just, right. I don't know, eating wind up. I mean, and... it's always windy. <laughs> it really is. Um, and I, they're, I don't know, they're all over the Mountain West, but um, those things are, I don't know, they're phenomenal. I love them. Um, yeah, if you don't know what a wind turbine is, it's a big, giant... Think of a giant windmill. Um, it's like one main pole and with a turbine on top that the wind flows through and it generates power and it powers like farms and stuff like that. And sometimes they store it and sell it to whoever needs power and shit like that. But um, yeah, very cool. Uh, this fucking sucks. What sucks? Uh, Utah housing market. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, the Utah housing market is fucking crazy. I'm assuming you've been looking recently. Uh, we actually, so we're only paying attention because we've had friends looking, but we, so, okay, a little bit of a story time. Please, go ahead. My apart, my apartment burned down last year. Right no after shit. COVID started. What? Uh, yeah, so, uh, so my, our apartment burned down, I... Uh, we got, like, we were in the basement, so it wasn't a total burnout, but, like, we lost a lot of our stuff. Dude, and I'm we so sorry. That's shitty. Like six months. Wow. Uh, but we, like, uh, my partner's parents put up, like, a GoFundMe for us. We, like, blasted it out there. Like, this was, like, April. Uh, so last year, it was, like, COVID hit. And then we had that, like... The earthquake. earthquake. <laughs> and then one month later, my apartment burned down. Uh, oh, my God. And then, uh, so we lived in an Airbnb for, like, six months. And uh, my partner has a family member in real estate and was like, hey, you got all this GoFundMe money. I think that's enough to get you guys into a house, but you got to act now. And so... Uh, he got us into a house, like, we, we were, like, on contract for, like, three or four different condos, because that's all we could really afford, what yeah. we had, and everyone fell through, uh, like, the last minute, something or other, as, you know, as it goes, and uh, then this house came up, like, right after we had uh, declined on an offer, and so it was, like, fresh out the gate, got this offer, got this house, slipped in at the last minute, last October, since then, like, it's gone crazy here. Like It's nuts. It was already starting to go crazy, and that's why we had a family member that was like, hey, if you're making moves, you got to make them. So um, I had a buddy who was in real estate, and um, it was the end of 2018, and I was like, I have a weird feeling that this is just going to like go off, and we need to start looking at houses. So my wife and I... Uh, found a house in um, a Chesterfield, like West Valley neighborhood, and yeah. um, moved in in uh, November of 2018. So we had all of 2019, and that was starting to get crazy. And then COVID happened, yeah. and that only made things crazier. And now it's oh, just yeah. it, we got into the perfect time. I don't know how we did, oh, yeah. um, but we're very yeah, fortunate. <laughs> Like, right before start, stuff started to actually go. Like, we got in, like, midway through the starting of going crazy. Like, but, like, yeah, it's it's wild out there. We're in West Valley as well. We're, like, over by the Maverick Center. 
Dude, we are too. Um, so I'm right off Redwood and like right by the train station. Um, uh, it's like uh, 29th or uh, yeah, 29th South. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm off of uh, Rosa Park, so it's like 31st. Fuck yeah, dude. We're so close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, Oh my god, it's it's crazy. I, I know of people looking for houses, and um, one any new construction is booked out like a year, if not more. Um, yeah, I was talking to one guy. Um, he had a deposit, and it went to building a house, and they like sold the house out from underneath uh, underneath him because he wasn't. The, the clause in his contract was if somebody, like, outbid him by, like, $50,000 or some shit that he could have the house instead, and that's exactly what happened. Oh, yeah. Like, it's insane. People are coming in with money. Like, from what I've heard, nobody's getting a house if they're not waiving their inspections and paying 50000 over offer. Over yeah. Li- or over list. Like, wild shit. And that's just, like, the buying market. The rental market's even worse. Uh, yeah. Like, you can't even find an apartment, like, and this is, like, stretching all the way. Like, I have a friend in Cedar City who can't find an apartment to rent in Cedar City. Jesus like, Christ. He's, he grew up there. He's lived there his whole life. He's in his 30s. But, like, he can't find a place without getting, like, two, three roommates. And, like, he doesn't know that many people that stayed in Cedar City. Yeah, it's nuts. So Ryan just moved out. Ryan's my drummer, if you didn't know. Um, yeah. Uh, so he moved out here in April um, from Maryland, and uh, we were like, "Yeah, dude, I'll, we'll find you an apartment. It'll probably be like a thousand, twelve hundred dollars." Because when we lived in our apartment, when we moved here in twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen, we lived downtown, and it was like a thousand bucks. So we were like. Well, Fuck yeah, yeah. Dude, we'll find you a place, not even thinking that the rental market had appreciated the same as the housing market. Um, oh so he, he's down by um, he's down by the Valley Fair Mall right by you um, and yeah. on 35th in one of those apartments. And uh, it, he's paying more than that. And I was just like, oh, I'm yeah, sorry, dude. I, <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's wild. Uh, so yes, the housing market fucking sucks. Um, my this fucking sucks is flat tires. Flat tires fucking suck. Uh, I went down to Joanne Fabrics uh, last weekend to do, I don't know if you can see it, this little cabinet over here, this green um, and gray washed cabinet over there. Oh, I got that. That's the one that I saw on Twitter, right? Yeah. That thing's so fucking sick. Thank you. Uh, it turned out really well. But, yeah, I went to get that fabric, and uh, I pulled into the parking lot, and some big old fucking shard of metal was just in my tire. And oh my uh, luckily it was in the parking lot and not on the highway. But uh, I had to <laughs> have Ryan go back to my house and get a spare tire and bring it down to me. So, um, yes, spare tires or flat tires fucking suck. Um, yeah. I hope nobody has to deal with that shit. I, a buddy of mine, too, uh, her tire just exploded on the freaking highway the other day. Oh, and geez. luckily that she's okay. To me when I was 17? God damn, that's the scariest it's driving terrifying. moment pretty much ever. Yeah. Um, okay, next. Um, recent jams. What have you been listening to last couple of days? 
Uh, last couple of days, uh, I've been doing a retrospective on Chiodos. Uh, okay. Then I jumped back into Bone Palace Ballet, which is like their second album, I want to say. Yeah. It's like 2007. And uh, I don't know, I'm just like, I got a like hair on, like hair up my ass about like, you know, I don't want to listen to what I listened to as a 17 year old. It's time. And so, you know, I've been like, Blasting Chiodos, driving around town like it's 2008, and then uh, I'm then like my emo jams this week. Uh, the album or the EP "Unmake Me" by the band Parting, uh, okay. which is kind of like a newer super group from the Count Your Lucky Stars records. Okay, uh, groups. It's got uh, the like vocalist from Empire Empire, I Was a Lonely Estate, and then members from other, uh, like, emo revival bands came together. Uh, and that is just, like, the twinkle that I need to, like... <laughs> it, it, like, it's... There's, like, oh, my God. Uh, the song Stapler's Monster is just, like, hits to the core. It's, like, seemingly about, like, the, like, daily grind of, like, get up, go to work, come home, repeat, no time to think, like, and it's, like, a lot of it's in 3-4, and it's, like, a twinkly waltzy sort of thing. Okay. It's just, like, oh, man, it hits me in the heartstrings every fucking time. And what are they called? Parting? Parting, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna have to look them up, too. That sounds awesome. Oh, yeah, Parting is, like, they're my number one twinkle jam for, like, the last month. Oh, yeah. Um... I know what you're talking about going back to listening to stuff at like 17, 18 because I think we're the, you, said, you mentioned earlier you're 31, right? Yeah. I'm 32 so I graduated in 07 and um, I'm thinking about like I, I went back and listened to like Tony Danza Tap Dance Extravaganza the other day and I was just like I don't know why I don't listen to more of this and uh, who else did I have on? Um Friggin' Winds of Plague, but I listen to them all the time because I'm an idiot. And <laughs> um, going, I just, yeah, I'm uh, early and mid 2000s music is like, I mean, it's those formative years, so obviously you're going to go right. back to it, but uh, yeah, it, it definitely fills my heart up a bit going back. Uh, but I do have to check out that new band because um, that sounds sick. I know what you mean, getting that little twinkle in your heart. It just makes it. <laughs> it makes it beat a little bit. Yeah. Uh, my recent jams, I've been listening to a lot of Like Pacific these last two or three days. Um, they're, do you know them? I have, and I don't. They're kind of, they're, they're more punky, pop punk. Um, they're okay. a Canadian band. They're kind of in your face, pop punk, really. Um, they have, what, two albums out? Uh, Distant Like You Asked, and then uh, In Spite of Me, and both of them are fucking bangers, and uh, if you're into pop punk, jam them. Uh, you said Like Pacific? Yeah, Like Pacific. Sweet. I'll um, definitely check that out. I mean, like, I am so here for this like pop punk revival that's been happening. It's fucking nuts. And like... I have always edged more towards the punky pop-punk as opposed to the, the poppy pop-punk, but right. it's still all incredible, and 
the the best thing about it is the ability to play will never set any pop punk band apart from the others. It's always what's driving it, right? Um, yeah. It's it's the emotion behind it and the uh, the I guess the dedication that these guys have, guys and girls, and uh, that are just playing and. Um, yeah, like, you could have the most talented guitarist in the world in a pop-punk band, but it's not going to fucking matter unless something's behind that pop-punk <laughs> message, you know? Um, right, yeah. But yeah, I am all about this revival. It's so sick. There's um, a band called House Parties. Uh, they're a, a Texas band, and they're growing a, l- a little bit. They're more on that punky side. They're sick. Um, yeah, it, it's it's great. I love it. Right on. Um, yeah, and then Derek too. Derek is more on that punky pop punk side. I feel like yeah. uh, I feel like I'm in seventh and eighth grade again, listening to like some forty one and like jumping yeah, around playing that, that music. Vibe. It makes me it's so crazy happy because he's like he's so young that I'm like, man, you're like playing classics. It's so funny because so he's he's a, I love him to death. He's a shy guy um, and. <laughs> He he came over the first time and like he didn't say much and we're like yeah so we like we learned these songs and like he's just warming up on guitar and he's playing like in too deep and he's playing uh, Blink One Eighty Two shit and I'm just like dude you weren't even like <laughs> like running full speed when this shit came out like it's so funny um, but yeah. I, he's so talented I love him and yeah he's he's a he's a smart fucking kid. Um, but yeah, uh, that's recent jams. Uh, so uh, next one, I gotta sing it. Uh, I woke up with this. I woke up with this. Uh, what have you woken up with in your head that you cannot really explain? Uh, well, if you like the, I wake up with songs in my head like all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, this morning, I woke up with the song "Hops" by the band Riley. Okay. Uh, stuck in my head. Uh, I can explain that because I listen to that record all the fucking time. But uh, recently, uh, one that I can't explain is, uh, you know, the Whitney Houston uh, Brandy Cinderella. Have you ever seen that from I, the 90s? Yeah, I know I've seen it. I just can't. I If I saw so, it right in front of me now, I yeah. would remember. Yeah. So there's this song that... Uh, is like the main theme is like impossible things are happening every day and it's been going on in my head for like <laughs> months now and I can't explain it you and gotta watch like, it and get it out I see it no watching it put it in there my girlfriend put it on and I was like oh this is fun I haven't seen this since I was a kid and then for the last three months I'll be cooking and I'm just like impossible and to the point where she's like are you fucking kidding me like this is still happening. That's so funny. Um, yeah, same. I wake up with songs in my head all the time, but one that I cannot explain recently is, "I wanna be the very best, like no one ever was." Bam, 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 bam. Freaking Pokemon theme song. And yeah, oh man, I, I every Saturday morning. Uh, I I went recently, um, maybe not recently, but. Um, Months ago, probably the end of last year, um, I went through 
every Indigo League episode that they had on, and uh, even the new stuff that's on Netflix, which is um, weird to watch as an adult when (laughs) there's, like, a million Pokemon now, because I only really know the 150 original ones, so... um, I was like that until I got back into Pokemon Go, Uh, because, you know, Pokemon Go came out in, like, 2016. I got it just like everybody else. I was like, all right, this is fucking crazy. Everybody's so, like, wholesome and out catching Pokemon. And then I stopped playing for years. And a couple years ago, I got, like, maybe 2019, I got back into it. Okay. And I was like, oh, man, now there's, like, it's not just the original Pokemon, like, when I started, which was, like, the appeal, because... When I started, I only knew the old ones as well, like a little bit of the second generation. But, uh, and then it was like, oh man, now I am learning every Pokemon, like up through, I think they're at like number 900 in Pokemon yeah, Go at they're... this point. And they're like well over a thousand in the games. And like, I definitely haven't kept up as much as I really want to. I like, I love Pokemon with all my heart. I do but too. like, it's just, there's so much. It's really like a kid's game. Like you gotta have the time for it. Uh, so yeah, the le- end of last year, I went on this kick and uh, I was watching them, and then I was just like, you know what, fuck it, I'm just gonna jump back into Pokemon. And I bought, um, I don't remember if it's Diamond or Emerald or uh, it's some rare gem, the latest one yeah, for yeah. Switch, and I played that, and. Um, yeah, it, I think that one goes up to like 850 or something, and it has, I, I don't know, it has a plethora of all these new guys that I don't know who the right. hell they are, and I'm like, this is so sick, but also like, what am I doing? <laughs> I'm like, it's just, I love Pokemon so much, but yeah. Oh I don't man, know. I, they just released a new, like, free Pokemon game called Pokemon Unite that I started playing today. Okay. I, it's like, uh, it's one of those MOBA type like multiplayer online battle arena. It's like uh, like uh, League of Legends. It's like uh, okay. It's like lanes. You play as a single Pokemon. And you start out as like uh, a level one basic evolution Pokemon. You like uh, defeat wild Pokemon to like level up. As you level up, you can start going after the other. It's like five 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 or five on five PVP and. Uh, you, like, uh, get points for killing. I guess you're capturing. You're basically killing Pokemon. There's a little ball. There's no killing in Pokemon. They all live forever. There's a ball animation when they hit zero HP, uh, <laughs> which is why they are not dead. Definitely not dead. Uh, and then uh, you collect points and you dunk them into the score zone. Like uh, Okay. But, yeah, it's all, like, abilities and powers and, like... Uh, is that on your phone? Pokemon have different stats. Uh I don't know if it's on the phone. It's definitely on Switch, which is where I've been playing. Okay, it. I gotta get it then. Yeah, and it's free, so like, jump on it. It's like one of those you could definitely, if you like had a kid, they could probably accidentally spend a whole bunch of money on it. But like, oh god, it's one of those. Okay, but like, it's it's fun. Like, man, I played like six like uh, battles today, and I was just like, oh man, I haven't had this much fun playing Pokemon in a while. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to get it then, because that just sounds too much fun. Oh, yeah, we got to make a team. Let's freaking do it. Salt Lake Music, freaking Pokemon Elite Squad. We're looking for three more players. (laughs) I'm sure I can get Ryan on board. He loves Pokemon, too. 
Hell yeah, let's do that. Um, okay, so that's I woke up with this. Uh, Shinfo. Uh, so if you don't know what Shinfo is, Shinfo is just kind of shitty info that isn't really pertinent to anything. It's just kind of info. Um, <laughs> what do you have? Uh, oh, this is fun. Uh, the Great Salt Lake in danger of becoming a toxic dust bowl. Is it really? Uh, yeah, so there's like a bunch of arsenic in Utah soil, uh, and it all washes into the Great Salt Lake where there's these like uh, microbiome, like microbiotic growths on the lake floor, mm-hmm. and like we're what is it like three inches away from the lowest point it's been since 1958, and uh, I saw that the low point. The low point is usually in October. You know, it's the end of July. So we're going to get a lot lower. So it's going to, yeah. like, smash the record. Uh, the more that evaporates, the more of this microbiotic, like, algal, like, kind of formation breaks down and turns into dust. Uh, so, like, 20 years ago, West Valley and Magna used to, like, almost never get dust storms because there wasn't enough of the Salt Lake exposed on this side of the mountain. No and all shit. the dust storms were over on the other side, like where Tooele is. Now, there's enough exposed that there's, like, pretty regular, when it kicks up wind out there, you know, we get it in town. Well, I mean, like, they're saying if things, like, if we get a couple more years of drought like this, we might lose the Great Salt Lake. That's fucking crazy. Uh, entirely. Which is, which they say would become the uh, number one dust producer in North America. Really? Yeah, so, like, we'll pretty much, like, be in a dust cloud. Jesus Christ. Um, sick. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I wouldn't really say that's Shinfo for us, but that's probably Shinfo to everyone else that's listening. Right, yeah, like, <laughs> like it was featured on the, like, on the Guardian, and it's like, yeah, on the Guardian, that's just, like, some random shitty article. It sucks for Utah people, I guess, but who lives in Utah? <laughs> Mormons and you and I. Yeah. Um, jeez. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, shit. Uh, my Shinfo is not knowledgeable at all. Uh, I'm building a custom little road case for my, my orange dual terror. <laughs> uh, so, I really uh, focused on the shitty end of that. <laughs> yep, just... Uh, Good old Shinfo. Um, <laughs> on to the next one. <laughs> um, uh, give someone credit. Who's been killing it for you lately? Cliff Diver. Uh, they're out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, fucking killer. They just finished up recording their like first full length like last month or something as I've been following them on Twitter mm-hmm. as you do uh, they're just like the most they've got like a wholesome message they're, they hit the sad notes they hit the emo they hit the like alt rock vibes there's a saxophone like there's an unnecessary saxophone solo in every fucking song like love it there fucking is no such it. thing as an unnecessary saxophone solo that's fair Saxophone is, like, the most beautiful instrument ever. Um, and, yes, I'm talking to you, too, harp players. 
Um, yeah, saxophone just freaking it just hits me. There's something about it. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, uh, everything, Cl- I, everything I see from Cliff Diver is just, every time I see them come out with something, it's just like, and they've outdone themselves again. I don't remember what song it was, but uh, I we met Cliff Diver on the No Sleep Records, um, uh, the the Christmas uh, compilation they did this past year, okay, and Cliff Diver yeah. was on it, and they did a song, yeah. and then we did shit. I don't even remember what song we did. We did um, uh, Christmas, the snow's coming down. Christmas, I'm watching it fall. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That song. Um, and yeah. yeah um and uh we yeah we met a whole bunch of incredible people through doing that compilation and cliff diver is included in that um category so yes love those guys i've talked to them a bit very excited for the new album and um yeah they they fucking kill it yeah. um my give someone credit is i'm gonna give both Derek and ryan um, Derek Christensen and Ryan Shreve, who, um, Ryan is my drummer, and he's also the bassist in Derek Christensen, and then Derek is Derek Christensen, um, but Ryan, that's the, he's played, we counted, um, over a hundred shows in his life, and none of them have been on bass until two weekends ago when he played for Derek. Um, so I'm giving him awesome credit for doing that, because he killed it, and then I'm giving Derek credit um, because that's his first show as Derek Christensen, and uh, it was fucking sick. So uh, there are videos of it on Twitter. Uh, I don't know if anybody cares to watch that, but if you do, there's me jumping around like a dummy and those guys being uh, (laughs) uh, just awesome and doing their shit. So, uh, yeah, Yeah, giving those guys credit. I I met Derek... uh... What was it? It would have been January 2020 uh, with his last band. Baker's uh, Pool, right? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, and we, uh, Origami Angel and Short Fictions came through town. Yep. And we played with them. And uh, just like killer fucking show all around. Derek played this like ridiculous cover of uh, the, where are, uh, what is the Scooby-Doo sound uh, uh, theme song, but not the, not the one that everybody remembers, but like the one from the '90s. That uh, he told me about it. Scooby Doo, or yeah, it's uh, what whatever, what's new Scooby Doo, like, not the not the original one. one. Yeah, what's new Scooby Doo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a goof. Yeah, um, but yeah. <laughs> I saw that and I was just like, oh man, I like this kid. This kid <laughs> is not afraid to like have some fucking fun. He is not afraid, and that's why I love him so much. Is um, so my big thing is uh, genres. I hate genres. Um, obviously, you want to steer people towards what it may sound like because everybody's not like me. But um, the more you can incorporate from outside worlds or outside genres and put into your music, I think that makes it that much better. And Derek is so fucking good at doing that, and it's, like, effortless for him. Totally. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I pride myself on doing that, and he blows me away at it. So, um, 
I, I think that's why a lot of this pop punk stuff is coming back the way it is because it's it's not just pop punk. It's a lot of extra cool, uh, extracurricular yeah. or extra. I don't even know what the word would be outside of that typical genre um, sounds and noises and uh, I don't. Know, I just am loving it. It's so fun. Yeah. Um, okay, so, uh, let's listen, party. Uh, I have up what I think you wanted me to play. <laughs> it's just a Cliff Diver song. Um, and let me find it. Cool, so assuming you guys can see this, or you can see yeah. this. We're just going to play Gas City by Cliff Diver. And maybe it won't be so fucking loud. Does Bandcamp have a thing where you can <laughs> lower their uh oh, fuck, I volume? don't think so. Hmm. Let me do this quick. Or maybe I can't do that either. Here, we're just gonna fucking scream over top of it. I don't care. You need to gas up all of your homies so they won't give up. They will keep going. Or I'll pause it in between and talk because. Oh yeah. Um, the first time I heard this, I was like, "This is very cheesy. What am I listening to?" And <laughs> I, I had to listen to the whole song to get the whole thing. Yeah. It's like you gotta gas up your homies, and I was like, "Okay, like right, let's listen." Then they can gas up. All of their homies No, we won't give up We will keep Unmatched energy these guys have I can only I want to see them live and have fun with these guys so much Because it's just uh, It's so fucking good And also this song it's just friends being supportive for friends, and just that's like my whole vibe. Is you gotta you gotta pump up your you gotta gas up your homies like gas up the homies. If I, I love did, it. if I didn't have my homies gassing me up, I would have gave up like at the start of 2020. Like uh, when shows ended, I was real close to just being like, I'm fucking done. Like I'm 30. What am I doing? Yeah, and it was my homies that kept me going. And then, like, you know, at the end of 2020-ish, I heard this, and it was just like, that is my fucking vibe this year. Yeah, it's uh, a very necessary song for this time uh, in people's lives, too. So they're hitting a couple of things here, but uh, we're going to go at at least through the saxophone solo as we go through. And frankly, I'm impressed. Pop punk two steps. Yup. Pop punk two steps. that little T-Pain effect in there, too. It's just... 
I, I don't know. Little minuscule things like that make songs so fucking cool to me. I don't know. I love yeah. it. So fucking good. Um, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, love them so much. Um, if you don't know Cliff Tyver, uh, go find them and go listen to them. Go support them. Uh, I don't know if this beanie that you can see on the screen is still around, but I know that they have that little logo thing, and uh, if you can, buy one, because they freaking deserve it. So. Hell yeah. Um, God, yeah, that just makes me... I just want to play and watch live music. Um, fuck, yeah. Uh, so that's let's, uh, let's Listen Party. Um, and we'll go to, last but not least, Plugs. Um, shoot from the hip. Okay, Plugs, we got uh, Last Show Low. So, last Show Low, so. Last Solo Show for the foreseeable future for Choice Coin. Uh, it might be acoustic, it might be solo electric guitar, we'll see what happens. Uh, and then, uh, August 27th, we got the new single, This Bedroom Ain't Big Enough for the Both of Us. Uh, and then, uh, September 2nd, we got new full band choice coin coming to Kilby Court, $8. Uh, it's gonna be, gonna so be a sick. hell of a time. I'm so excited for that, I can't even tell you. Like we've been we've been busting these songs. I've been practicing with Cole for like, I think three months at this point, three or four months. I uh, pretty much as soon as we were like vaccinated, it was like all right, let's do this, let's get it. Uh, and then uh, I've I've played with Faye. She was in the last band I was in doing okay. lead guitar. That's how I met her. I. Uh, and so, like, we vibed really well in that last band where I was bass and she was lead guitar when it was like, okay, I'm writing the guitar parts. I need her guitar parts. Uh, so got there. Tut fell in just perfectly about a month ago. And, like, man, it's going to – energy's going to be through the fucking roof. I love it. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to meet you, uh, especially after talking yeah. with you. And I'm so excited to meet the rest of the gang, too. Um, and just immerse myself in this Salt Lake City music scene that I've heard so much about. Um, so, yeah, I'm pumped. Um, yeah, uh, anything else off the top of your head? Uh, I don't think so. I, I mean, like, I watched that uh, DLC venue. Like, they've got, a, they've got an Instagram that they do everything. They've got killer shows lined up. Support your local venues. Go to, like, check out the Beehive. They're behind, like, in the back of Mark of the Bistro, which is a killer yeah. vegan restaurant. 
Like, really uh, like fucking check those. Two, if I could like plug any two venues to go check out in Salt Lake City, DLC and Beehive. Cool. I definitely got to check out DLC. Beehive was incredible. I'm sure it still is. Um, they actually just re- they just uh, what is it tonight? Night of record like. Uh, is the Rebel Rebel uh, fifth anniversary Beehive comeback show? They just got a new PA all tuned in, like oh, fully new PA, Hell yeah. new electronics, everything. Like they're ready to take over town. Fuck yeah, I love it. Um, cool. Well, if that's uh, everything you'd like to spit into the universe, uh, we can wrap that's that it up. For me. Okay. Um, well, cool. Thank you again, Jared. Uh, obviously, go listen to Choice Coin. Go follow them on Twitter, Instagram, and keep up with what they have going on. Again, new single coming out August 27th, yeah? Yeah. Perfect. Um, and then a solo show August or yeah, August 13th. I can't remember what month 8 is because I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> uh, and then a full new lineup show uh, September 2nd. I will be there too because that's just fucking exciting. Um, but yeah, thanks, Jerry. I appreciate you. And, awesome. Uh, thanks so much. We will catch you on the next episode of the Hornbill Podcast. Bye-bye. Thanks for nothing. Bitch!